יקירותי, בימליך מלכותי, ויצמח פורחני, וקרב משיחי, וחייפון ובלורפון, ותתחייב בכל בית ישראל, בהגנה ובחיים ובלומת. Dave, Jeff in Vegas. Good morning. How are you? All right, man. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I love the vigil, man. This is, it, it's funny because, you know, I was adopted. So I was, uh, I, I never knew my heritage. And my family last year did that 23andMe, the genetic thing. I found out because, uh, you know, I knew I was Italian my whole life. You know, I'm Sicilian. But I found out that I'm an Italian Jew, that I had like 70% of me is, uh, I can't remember, Ash, Ashkawana, I can't pronounce that. Ashkenazi. I'm one of them, you know, and I've, I grew up next door to a Jewish family and they kept saying, you're Jewish, you're Jewish. I'm like, I'm Protestant. What are you talking about? But I found That's out. Exciting. Yeah, it is. Cause I always had just an, a, an affection for the Jewish faith and community. It's just something inside me. So I, I love this movie because we always see Christian demon movies. You know, that's so boring. <laughs> you know, throwing up. Pizza. up. <laughs> well, you play a Shomer in, uh, in the vigil. Can you tell us what that is? That's Gentiles. <laughs> yeah. So a Shomer is someone who is commanded to watch the dead in the time between the time that they've died and the time that they're buried. And it's actually something that I needed to learn about before doing the vigil as well. Well, you know, he, Yaakov soon realizes something is very wrong during his sit. Uh, do you think it's because I interpreted that he lost his faith? He left the Jewish community. Did he lose his faith or how do you, uh, how do you interpret that? That's a very interesting question. It's a big point of contention on set. Um, there were, we wanted to leave it open to interpretation. Um, you know, what Yaakov's faith is, to understand Yaakov's faith, one has to understand how deeply intertwined his community is with faith. So for Yaakov, leaving a community might mean leaving his faith. And he, that's part of the struggle that he's going through is, are the two separatable? Do I even want to separate them? Is this community something I still want to be a part of in one way or another? Is my faith still something that benefits me? So you know, those are the things that not only Yaakov is going through, but I think a lot of people in that community who attempt to leave that community go through. And of all the people that I spoke to, many had, every single person had a completely different opinion on it. You know, some people said, I'm not in the community, but I still believe. Some people said, I don't believe, but I'm still in the community. Some people rejected it completely. Some people embraced it completely and while still being rejected by the community. You know, so I think faith is a, a deeply difficult and personal question for all of us and well, that's my that's my interpretation because Yaakov you know he's sitting at one of the most you know uh respected Jewish rituals you know and if he lost his faith this demon's like whoa this is the ultimate blasphemy that's how I saw it yeah right if the whole idea is he needs to be there to protect maybe not really believing it all the way opens the door for the demon well, that's what um, I love. That's, this, this is like a Jewish version of the conjuring. That's what I love that it's so steeped in tradition. And this is something that not many secular people, this is a world that we don't know of very well. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's um, what, one of the things I was fascinated to learn about is in Judaism, I always was taught and learned that, you know, we don't really believe in demons or hell or anything like that. But in speaking to um, 
a lot of the Hasidic people that I spoke to in preparation for the film, they were like, oh no, we're raised believing in demons. We're raised being told if you venture beyond this three, six block radius of our neighborhood, you will be smoted. And I, I was shocked to learn that and fascinated by it. Um, but it's, you know, the, the variation in beliefs is deep and, and complex. Well, is this demon different than a Dybbuk? Very different, yes. Um, I'm not the perfect, Keith Thomas would be the right person to really explain that, but a Dybbuk, Keith felt the Dybbuk had been done uh, before. He felt it was too obvious. Um, and the Mazik, he really had to dig deep to, to learn about the Mazik and find it. And I had not previously, I, I had heard of a Dybbuk before, I'd never heard of a Mazik before. Um, but from what I understand, it's mostly a word that people use almost like an imp. Uh, don't be like a kid might be running around, you're being a little mazik. Um, I think, I believe it translates, don't quote me on this, but I believe it translates something like pest. Um, now, Keith was able to take that and use it to build on top of this lore that he had sort of discovered and created in his rabbinic studies. Um, and the mazik is, really special for this film because it is unique to this film. I don't think it's ever been conceived of in this way. And it gave us a lot of freedom to figure out how, how to react to it, how it behaves and what it's capable of. Right. Cause I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched a serious man and the Coen brothers. I just love the beginning, you know, with five ish Finkel doing being a Dybbuk, you know, I've watched that over and over and over, but it wasn't demonic. So I just have a different definition of, of a Dybbuk, you know, and, and like you said, your your version is a demon because I think there's blasphemy afoot and he's he's out there to, to get revenge on Yaakov. You know, and you brought up uh, Keith, you know, tell me about his style because he wrote and directed the movie and, and what was it like working with him? Well, the first conversation I had with Keith, I think we FaceTimed for like four hours and, you know, he, he's fantastic. I love him so much. And, you know, him telling me, that it was his first uh, feature film. You know, I had concerns. People, it's a very difficult thing to do and to write and direct your own writing. But he never had an issue. He was totally capable of taking off one hat, putting on the other. Um, and he's a pleasure to work with because he gives so much freedom to the creators around him, but he also has 100% clear vision. You know, so there's never uh, an opportunity where you say like, well, why did you do this? Or what do you think about that? He'll always say, this is why, or, and, and this is what I think about it, you know? And so I'm able to bring him every idea I have and he's able to, for good reason, say yes, no, I love that, let's develop that. And as a result, you know, it was really a beautiful conversation that we stayed in. At one point, um, I was working on the physicality, we were discussing how Yaakov ends up with this horrible thing in his mouth uh, at one point in the film and what that's like for him and how he's able to retrieve it out of his own esophagus. And I was alone in my apartment in Brooklyn, um, which is like basically an unfurnished studio. And, um, not my apartment, but where I was staying at the time. And uh, I started to cough and I started to walk around and pace the apartment and think like, 
what is it what not only like what does it feel like to have something stuck in your throat but what does it feel like for actually like the evil manifested inside of your soul to generate something that takes physical form within your digestive tract to the point where you have to expel it over your taste buds and i start just like coughing and hacking in alone in this apartment just losing it and i realize in this moment like i have to document this somehow i have to gotta, remember exactly what i'm going through gotta go keith so i gotta I, call keith <laughs> I, pull, I pulled my phone out and i just full-on selfie and i don't want it to be i don't want my my experience in this moment to change based on the fact that there's now a camera looking at me so i'm just holding it ignoring it trying to do this same thing as i'm like hacking and digging in my mouth and like all but vomiting like making myself just completely sick going through this moment and then I like it's horrible you know I'm like end up over the toilet just like completely distraught and then it's like end recording yeah I'm gonna send that to Keith <laughs> you're definitely a method actor you're definitely a method actor <laughs> but he loved it he was like dude you're crazy like what is this and I was like what do you think he was like yeah yeah yes use it that's great I'm like okay good glad we're on the same page I had no idea this was his first film what a style you know did he have any kind of tricks for the you know for the intense scenes what was the most intense scene that you had to find somewhere in yourself to react to Oof. wow there were a lot of intense there were a ton scenes. of them I know yeah yeah um I mean, the one that immediately pops into mind, I don't want to give spoilers really, but um, in what, in Yako's flashback, when he's experiencing his trauma, you know, he really, oof, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I honestly don't really know how to talk about that scene without giving well, away no spoilers. too much. There's too many great okay. moments in this movie, but as, like I say, you were, it seemed like you had to have a discussion with Keith about it, so. You know, I will say uh, there was there was one scene. I'm sort of giving your answering your question with the opposite question in a way because um, there were so many intense scenes in the film. I sort of forced myself to live in this fear that Yaakov was living in, and I didn't want to allow myself to let go of it because I was concerned that if I, you know, had this cathartic cry or if I had this cathartic expulsion of pain and fear and suffering that I would waste it and that it wouldn't be there for me when we were ready to put it on film. And um, so I forced myself to sort of live in this place. And as a result, once we finally filmed the scene where Yaakov is able to release some of these things and able to sort of begin his healing process, it was like, for the first time, all these emotions that I had been keeping just below surface level for a month and a half of filming, because this was towards the end of filming. And actually, we did that scene. We, it was scheduled to be filmed. And I was like, ready. And then they said, okay, we actually can't do this today. We're doing it in three days. And I was pissed. I was oh. like, and I just had to like swallow it and, and keep it there. And when we were finally able to just let it out, I remember just uh, a silence fell over the set and, you know, people were, are you, are you okay, Dave? Dave, are you okay? Can we get Dave a water? And, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and it was so cathartic. Like, it was this thing I had been wanting to let go of for the entirety of shooting. And, and, you know, we actually ended up doing that scene again immediately following that 
um, just that shot. I think we did two takes and we did it one more time. And Keith said, we got it. That's, that's it. I think he said one more for safety, but, but we got it in, in, in the one and, and definitely in the two. And um, that for me was one of the most intense moments because I was actually able to let myself access those things I had been holding on to. And in accessing them, I was able to let them go. And it was a relief. And now we can move forward with the rest of Yako's journey and the rest of his battle and, and let go of a little bit of that fear and sorrow and move into a little bit more of anger and righteousness. Absolutely. And I think that's what sets this movie apart from other kind of demon ghost stories is that the connection to the Jewish, you know, the history and the tradition, it's such a personal journey for Yakov. So I just thought that really added a great uh, layer, a great element to this movie. So Dave, this was awesome, man. Thank you so much for talking to me today. And uh, you better stick with Keith, man. He's got a great eye. You guys would make a great team together. He's the man. He's the man. Thank you, Jeffrey. Jeffrey.